Jack Beckman. He's been a part of these 20 years and more of the Freak Nation. You're a winner from Texas, NHRA Funny Car winner, now within 10 points of Matt Hagen going into Houston and, of course, Las Vegas. Uh, which is more impressive, the fact that you continue to contend for championships or the fact that we've been around for 20 years, Jack Beckman? I, the fact that you could talk that damn fast and not make a mistake. Wow. That's, that's amazing. God, I remember when I met you guys, what, we were all 11 or 12 years old at Pomona. Yep. Yep. You took pictures with the Frank Holly School race cars. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, your parents tell you when you're young, enjoy it because the time goes fast. And, and they're lying until you hit 35. Then it starts going really fast. <laughs> right. Seriously. <laughs> hey, look, you are within 10 points of Matt Hagen. Now it's uh, – it's go time, I guess. Uh, with Las Vegas, of course, the season-ending race, and then, of course, Houston. How does Jack Beckman race his teammates or anybody in the other side of the of the drag strip moving forward? Well, uh, apparently, just like today, I'd like to wash, rinse, repeat. I mean, yeah. this was just I, – I tell you, this is an odd sport. In drag racing, you can have the second-best run, and it's a loser. You can have the second-worst run, and it's a winner, right? So you go up there, and you throw down the best you can, and you hope it's better than the team in the other lane. I had a good feeling this morning. I, I don't know. I didn't eat anything different. I didn't do anything specifically different. I, I don't meditate. I just, when I got here, I'm like, God, I, you know, I came to the first national event. My buddy and I drove a Chevette 500 miles one way from our Air Force base in 1986 to come out here. This track has a lot of meaning to me. My dad lives 45 minutes from here. And when you win this race, you get a cowboy hat. And I've been to several finals here before. No cowboy hat. Uh, we got it done today. And my dad's 83, and he's over at the starting line getting fitted for his cowboy hat. So <laughs> I, th- there's racetracks that I just so had on my bucket list. Pomona, Indy, and Dallas has always been on the top, and I just crossed that off. And and we are not sponsored for next year. The Chandler family, you know, Terry did it for three years and passed away. Her husband, Doug, did it three more years in her memory for a legacy for her. And we are forever grateful to Doug and this is it. And it's October and I don't have funding for next year. So as of now, we will not be out next year. I will continue to look. I am going back into a former life the week after the Vegas finals, I will be going back to elevator repair. Um, I haven't done it for 22 years. And frankly, I'm not quite sure I even know how to push buttons anymore, but I I have to have a paycheck. I got two little kids and, and a wife and a mortgage. And I'll keep trying. I want to come back out here. But if I never get to race again, I won Dallas. And my dad got a cowboy hat. Pretty great day. Wow. Holy cow. Jack Beckman, funny car winner from Dallas, joining us here in the Freak Nation. That is incredible. But let me say, it's pretty hard to not have the defending champ out there on the racetrack. Go win this title. And let's just say, I mean, it's easier said than done, but hopefully the money will follow. Yeah, well, but we could say the same. Robert Height, you know, came to the first two races this year, and he's the defending champ and really didn't get a chance to come out and show off that number one all year long. And, you know, such is life. Sometimes it throws you curveballs. But I'm going to tell you, I'd rather be the defending champ and not racing than not racing and not be the defending champ. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Matt Hagan, just step aside, buddy. This is going to be Jack Beckman's year. So, okay, sell us. You are such a good salesman anyway. Sell us on a company is listening right now why they should sponsor Jack Beckman. We know, so don't do it for the freaks. Do it for that company out there. Yeah, well, I think this Infinite Hero program worked out wonderful for for me. Being a military veteran, all the visits I've made to military hospitals and and, and, uh, spending time with the wounded people, 
and when the Chandler family decided to fund this and let it be the marquee uh, source of advertising for Infinite Hero, every penny we raise gets to change an injured vet's life. So if you can find another company like that, and I think where I stand out and have extra credibility would be I'm a military veteran and I'm a cancer survivor. So you start looking for companies that would benefit from that. Uh, well, okay, maybe you don't find one of those. I'm a pretty good spokesperson. I'm a hot rod guy. I'm a car guy. You start looking for those companies. And what you find is 25 people may have beat you there with resumes, but what can you do to make yourself stand out? So uh, at the end of the day, the pitch to a company is, look, it's $3 million to run for a championship in one of these cars out here today. For the bang for their buck, with the extension that Fox uh, television package just gave to NHRA, with Camping World coming on board, I think it's a great renaissance time. I didn't think things could get any worse in 2020 mm. with COVID, with the riot, and then Coca-Cola pulls out of drag racing. And you just think, man, that's three strikes, you're out. Now all of a sudden, Fox extends the TV deal, Camping World's on board. The sport's looking great for next year, and I'd like to continue to be a part of it, and I'll just keep looking for a company that is a good fit for this so we can come out and keep racing. Jack Beckman, NHRA Funny Car winner from Dallas, the Texas Motorplex joining us here in the Freak Nation. Did you see Coca-Cola pulling out of NHRA, or was that a shock to the all. system? Not at all. Best-kept secret in drag racing, apparently. And, and, and I don't fault anybody. You know, mm -hmm. I'm sure much of this in the business world was driven by COVID, and that's, frankly, not, not anybody's fault. Mm -hmm. um, but, no, I, I, we had a conference call with NHRA, and the president, Glenn Cromwell, told us the status of what was going on. And I'm sure it was devastating to them, too. Uh, but thank goodness, man, how weird that a random tweet from Marcus, Marcus at uh, Camping World ended up two weeks later, ink on the, on the line, and we've got a contract with them. So I've got possession of the first Funny Car Camping World trophy. Pretty cool. Ooh, yeah. There you go. Holy smokes. Well, going into... His first Dallas win is the first ever for Camping World, so boom. And there's only ever one first. That, yep, that right? can never be taken away from our team. Jack Beckman, January 1st, 2021, you do have a ride, but the NHRA, what can we expect from them? Things have been a little up in the air. They've changed sponsors in the middle of the stream this year. I like what they have done. Instead of being reactive for the 20, 2021 schedule, they were proactive. The Pomona race in February, the Winter Nationals, and the Phoenix race two weeks after that have been moved to later in the year. So I, I, the rationale makes a lot of sense there. Let's not take a chance on putting a schedule on that may get revised again. So we're at 22 races for next year. I think Bristol is still pending, um, but the schedule's firmed up. And that's the other thing that was tough to go out and market with people. Mm -hmm. We didn't know what 2021 was going to look like. So now we have good series sponsorship. We've got great television packaging and we've got a schedule out for 2021. I just got to keep pounding the street. And the nice thing is we're not going to have a February start. It will be a March start at Gainesville next year. And technically that buys me another month to try to find some funding. Jack Beckman, you know, it's tunnel vision in a funny car, but there's no fans in the stands this year. Do you notice the stands are empty or nearly empty? Does that change the way you drive the car? You notice it is when you t tow the car up there, uh, especially for qualifying. When you roll up to the water box, the body's up, and the car's in front of you rolling up the stage, you glance out. You know, we did have, at the U.S. Nationals, was the first time that we had more than 2,500 people. The three preliminary indie races were NHRA members only, 
20, it was like 12% capacity, something crazy. So it really looked more like a test session. U.S. Nationals looked like a, a very weak Friday at a race. St. Louis actually had a fairly decent crowd there. And Texas, by God, they, they did a good job of packing in the pit side grandstands here. And it shouldn't make any difference if people are in the stands or not, but seems to make a difference to me. I, it, it just, it's more of that special moment when you go up there and get ready to get strapped in the car, you know, put the helmet on and they buckle you in and you see a bunch of people around you thinking, Hey, guess what? The reason I love this sport is 40 years ago. I was one of those people walking around. So it's neat to be surrounded with like-minded fans. And you thrive off people. I mean, you, you are that personality that just feeds off the energy in a room at a track. And so, yeah, it's, it's kind of needed to get you jacked up, pun intended there, jacked up as you get to the starting line. <laughs> yeah. And, and the tough thing right now is everybody's trying to obey all the restrictions, you know, the local and federal restrictions. So we still can't interact per se with the fans. I have to be honest, I just went outside and there was a bunch of people there, so I did do some fist bumps, okay? But I hand sanitized afterwards and I wore a mask. So, But we don't get the same amount of interaction in the rounds. And I like fans have been very understanding and tolerant of that. And they realize everybody's doing the best they can, not just to make sure that this race goes on, but that Houston happens and that Vegas happens. Jack Beckman won the Funny Car Fall Nationals in Texas today. Crucial points for you, Jack, but you're talking about sponsorships for you and for the rest of the teams in the NHRA. Do you foresee any rule changes to maybe lower costs going into next year to make it easier to find some money to stay in the game? That's a great question, and and it would take 20 minutes to give you a good, articulate, thorough answer. So what happens is, smart crew chiefs have ruined this sport, right? Because they've made these cars so much faster than anybody ever thought that they could run that we shortened it to a thousand foot and that pissed off a lot of fans. And I understand that, but we either had a choice of stopping and going at four of the racetracks that had shorter shutdowns and still limiting the cars mm-hmm. or leaving them unlimited at a thousand foot. Well, then that they got up to 339 miles an hour at a thousand foot. So we've chopped the rev limiters back down. We've done some other restrictions, but at some point we're going to have to make another horsepower limitation restriction on these cars. And how do you do that without obsoleting everybody's parts inventory? That's the million dollar question. Do you do it with track prep? Do you do it with the electronics and the ignition limiters? Because Crew chiefs are always going to find a way to go quicker and faster within the rules. So you keep reeling them back, they go faster again. And and I don't think Goodyear wants to see 340 miles an hour on these tires. We're already asking an insane amount out of a piece of rubber to accelerate from zero to 339 miles an hour in under four seconds. I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous. So we do have to have some constraints on these. I don't think we want to shorten the racetrack to 660 feet. So I don't know if it's going to be a major wholesale parts change or just fine-tuning track prep and electronics. Jack, I know your stance on the four-wide nationals. Let's just leave this out of it, but we've been big proponents for the combination of IndyCar and NASCAR and NHRA and Supercross running together almost all of our 20 years. And Super weekend. The mo- majority of people who at least run the series poo-pooed that. Now look what's happening with IndyCar and NASCAR. Why can't we get something like that together? And I know it takes time, but Sonoma or Las Vegas, why can't we get a combo with the NHRA and NASCAR and or IndyCar? 
Yeah, I, my, my, I mean, it sounds like a wonderful concept. My guess would be, you would, logistically, you'd be out of pit space for doing something like that. But, but maybe you have an NHRA pro show only mm-hmm. with the NASCAR cars there. That, that that would be kind of fun and give somebody a weekend. So you you do it more as a match race then, right? It would be a non points race. Yes. And you do a round robin deal and just give fans a taste of two completely different motorsports. Uh, on the same day. I, I'm all for it. You want to promote it? We'll, we'll see if we can drag a car out for that. Hey. Freak Nation, Jack Beckman, always a friend of the Freak Nation and vice versa. He's been a part of the 20 years and more. Only if you knew, Freak Nation. Buddy, uh, go, go enjoy the time with your old man and keep fist bumping, all right? Always awesome to talk to you guys. Take care, guys. Thanks.